So yes, that news that I had for you guys, it's still raining. All right, so even more good news. The morning continues with rain. And after several hours of stumbling through the forest, you guys stumble upon a small clearing. There is a very large reddish-orange flower that you see. Oh, best. what'd you do over here? Did you fart? You pass wind? I'm going to assume it was your fault if it, if it did happen. I'm investigating the plant. I'm going to go to grab one of the petals and, like, lift it up. You need to roll a reflex for me. Oh, no. Oh, no, indeed. There's the battle music. Now, I'm angry because it has both my Mest and my Kelsey, and it was my job to make sure that they didn't get left behind. My words, exactly. You're swiping at the vine? Yes. There goes diplomacy. Who wouldn't want a magical plant, friend? That smells like corpse. And welcome back to this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. I'm your host and game master for this evening. I'm Snow. I am actually known as Emily. Also known as Snow, I guess it's the real order I should probably go in, but eh, whatever. Take it away, my compatriots. Hi, I'm Quentin Ahn. I am a player on The Gate Chronicles. I normally GM for the odd campaign, but right now I'm just playing Charles Smoot, 57-year-old biology teacher born and raised in New York thrust into this confusing forest where nothing is as it seems. My name is Zach. I'll be playing Alfred Kenneth Mest. Did not have a fun time last session. Almost got squeezed to death. Vengeance will ensue. Hi, I'm Jaden. I'll be playing Finnevere Avir, Bard of Taba, accompanying these through the forest on the search for our anti-venom to heal our, our friend. Hi, I'm Andrew, and I play Alan Taylor, the man who's about to stab the stuffings out of this plant. No, not allowed. Get out of here. This is my plant. This is my plant. You're not allowed to touch Excuse it. Excuse you. You are this plants. It owns you. Not anymore. It's I my plant I stabbed it. I stabbed it. It's mine. Actually, I got choked by it. It's mine. Okay, well, the, the big viney things would choke you. Not this thing. You stabbed the other one that ran away. I'm the one that tackled this. The big one? No. He wasn't even looking at the big one. He wants the one that... He wants both of them. Of course he does. Right. He's a greedy man. There was a point where you probably thought to yourself, heh, the only problem with this forest thus far has been, you know, the weather, all the rain, the storms, the wet, the mud, at least up until the moment that you guys were ambushed by a carnivorous plant and its puppets. But after the grueling test of your strength and constitution, you're taking a short rest for your lunch on the hilltop in the center overlooking this battlefield. <sighs> I, I would not have walked away from the from the dead plant thing. Sound off if you're not dead. Hopefully no one's dead. Oi. Molly? Uh, I thought I, like, honestly, really, uh, I'm not dead. Low expectations, I uh, see. Um, oh, you took up quite the puff to the face. You froze up there like a, like a youngster at the, the spelling bee. They still have spelling what? bees? What are you talking about? Is that not something that my character might have been a part of? I thought I went to school. Didn't know they still had public humiliation. 
<laughs> Amali's just looking at you, confused, unsure of what you're talking about. Jade. Oh, well, just because you went to school doesn't mean he did. Uh, well, you see, Amali, it's a big old bug that knows how to spell words. No, and it teaches it's the kids. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. We should probably kill that. I am messing with you. Mast, give me a hand over here. I dragged one of these creatures back. It was trying to run off. And I motioned towards the dandelion that I tackle stabbed and then drugged back to the rest of the party. I yeah. could also use some of the magic tea. We, we don't have any tea. The root juice. We don't have that either. Did you not make some of it last night? It's not called root juice. It's kind of catchy. I think you're trying I, to I'm ask gonna, for the I'm devil's gonna, magic. There's no devils involved in this. Only science. Can I have the science juice? Oh. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll hand him my cure, my uh, one potion of cure light wounds uh, working off of level two. Thank so. you. <laughs> uh, how much does that heal for? Uh, so if it's cure light wounds, it is 1d8 plus your caster level. Okay, so 1d8 plus two. Six. I would also hand... As I'm walking over to Mr. Smoot here, I would hand him one of my lower level cure light wounds as well. All right. Sounds good. Is uh, Kelsey or Amali injured? Uh, From what I remember, no. Okay. Neither would... of them were injured. Good. I'm going to take a look at my stab wound in my abdomen. I'm like, okay, <clears throat> you can do this. I, I pull out bug, crush it, and do cure light wounds. Ah. <sighs> That's a little better. So as you crush the insect in your hand, that glow seeps out from within, pours down your arm, and follows its way to the wound. Thank you for your service. So yes, Smoot was dragging over this body of this creature that has the head of a lion, but is more of a flower than anything. Its body is made from plant material, which is really weird. This is the first of this creature that you've seen. Uh, I am actually very interested to take just like a little look at this, but also cautiously, I I'm still distrustful. So I like, I am like there with my dagger, kind of like poking and prodding at it. This is the one that smells like death, right? What? No, I don't. I don't want to go near that one. So the, the, the lion head ones are the ones that <gasps> oh. were the corpse flowers, right? They were hiding in them. They were hiding in corpse flowers, or they were they the corpse flowers were part of them. They were hiding, they were disguising themselves amongst the flowers. Okay. They weren't actually corpse flowers. The smell was actually dying, rotting things. That's right. I almost forgot. I run to the top of the hill and I want to check the corpse that fell out. Oh, sure. Of course. Make a perception check. Wait, a body fell out of one of these things? So it wasn't that a body fell out. It was that there were vines covering some bones up top. It was more like the body was revealed. Uh, 24. Highest I can roll. <laughs> All right. The bones are still entwined in some vines, and it does appear that since that creature, the viney one, has pulled away from the area that more of the bones are revealed, uh, it's wearing some tattered clothing, and it appears to be almost the remains of some poor, unfortunate adventurer. No identifiers or jewelry or tags or anything? It is all skeletal. If you search through it, you do find it appears that there seems to be a flask that has some liquid in it. A cracked monocle that looks like it's fallen down from the face and is just resting underneath of the shoulder bone. You find a small pouch with 30 silver pieces in it. Ooh. 
You also find in the breast pocket, there is a packet containing dried leaves. And it smells a little bit herbal and slightly like earth at this point. But it reminds you of tea leaves. Do you take these things? Uh, yeah, I'll even say to myself, well, he won't be using them. <laughs> Kelsey comes up. So you ha- you went back all the way back up. Kelsey comes up and sees you rummaging through. And she's just watching you work through the body. That's about all you find, though. Oh, I'm, I'm very satisfied. You know, this isn't the only set of bones we found down here. Or around here. Really? Mm-hmm. Could you show me? Well, they're down below where we were fighting the creature. Okay. But they were just some giant animal bones. Not really anything that we could dig through. Uh, uh, check it out. I, I'll hold up the monocle. It has a little crack in the bottom right corner of it from the angle that you're holding it. Almost from like that one part where the chain attaches. I like wipe it off a little bit with a rag and like hold it up to my eye. Ah. You see through it? Oh, no, no. I wasn't like, I wasn't expecting anything. It was just more of like a hey, look, see kind of thing. She laughs a little bit. But also stops laughing after a moment going, ah, 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 that's a little dark. Well, we'll do our best not to end up like him or her, whoever it was. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm not sure. All right. So you head down back yeah. down the hill. Okay. Actually, I'll I'll head to mess and you let me know whenever that happens. All right. So mess, you're uh, looking at the vines, I see. I'm like chopping into it with a knife, trying to find interesting things. Were you going after the viney creature that was controlling the dandelions or the dandelions themselves? Yes. <laughs> Both? Just in any? Both. Okay. You gotta pick one or the other. Which one first? I'll start with the vines. Smoot would make note of the dandelion he brought back. Mast, I grabbed one of these creatures. Ah, that's good. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Let's... On a side note, do you think vegetarians would be conflicted eating one of these? <laughs> it, it probably depends on who you'd ask. Oh, vegetarians. Ugh. Do you have bad experiences with vegetarians, too? They're still a thing? How have they not died out in the apocalypse? Simple. Vegetables can be mass farmed, and everyone's a farmer now. Everyone that ain't a farmer is dead. It's true. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. So, Zach, are you going? Are you still going for the vines? Or are you going to go for the uh, digging other? through? I'm digging through the vine one. I'm trying to poke at it and find things. Would attempt to dissect the dandelion and see right. what he could scavenge from it. Give me one second. Let's do one at a time. Yeah, you can go um, first. All right. So, roll a survival check for me. Twelve. All right. You're able to chop through some of the vines, and you do feel that these vines would make for pretty good binding material. Uh, but they don't seem to have any other parts to them, uh, especially since most of the vines that you're pulling out seem to be their own separate entity. And when you do get to the main body of the creature, it appears to have shriveled up into a useless and dried form that crumbles when you touch it. But you do find some of the animal bones that you were reaching for earlier. What kind of bone is it? Is it a rib? Is it a femur? That would be is, is a it big. Is it small? It's a very large bone as you start to dig through, and you see that the bone is approximately three inches in diameter. Oh, that's a pretty thick bone. And the further up you go, just digging through, and you're getting more curious as you go, you find that it's approximately five feet in length. Oh, this is a big bone. Hey, Smoot, we found you a good sap. I was about to say it's a club. <laughs> I, 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 I found a walking stick. 
I will use it as a club. It is very heavy. I will use it as a heavy two-handed weapon club. But you also find, as you go in further into the brush and the undergrowth, you do find the matching skull to the set. <gasps> Must be big. It's a very large skull. What, what does it look like? It it has carnivorous fangs. Okay. It appears to have been some sort of carnivore. Uh, okay. It has a very elongated skull. Is it narrow? But it has a larger base of the skull with an elongated front and sharp fangs. Do, do I teeth. think it might resemble something of an alligator? Or potentially the a Toda lizards? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, whatever this thing normally eats, I definitely don't want to run into it in a dark alleyway. Just to confirm, there were flowers that smelled like death, right? I'm not... Th- 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 those were somewhere... It still around? smells here. There's dead bodies all over the place. That was what the smell was coming from, not necessarily the plant. It looks like a rafflesia, but it's not exactly a rafflesia. So the plants were hiding the decaying corpses. There are still some of those flowers there, though. But there are still some of the stinky flowers? Yes. So there are. I want the stinky flower for the stinky stink. All right. So if you're going to harvest anything, that's gonna we're going to do rolls. Quentin would be next. So essentially what, Alfred, you get some rope pieces that you can tie together and make some pretty strong rope from. Uh, how long? How, like, how much are you, how much do you want to take? There is a lot of vine here. Well, like, how much would each section be, like, lengthwise? So it was, the, the thing is, all the vines are interconnected. Just like a vine normally is, it, it snakes through. So it just depends on how much you cut. It was a large creature. Large creatures, size-wise, start from eight feet, I believe, up to... 16? Isn't it 8 to 16 and then 17 to like 28? Somewhere along that line. So, yeah, it starts around there. It shouldn't really matter how much is in each length. It just matters how much you want. All right. How about this? I'm going to say you get 20 feet of rope from there. Okay. So then, Smoot, what was your survival? 26. Excellent. All right. What are you trying to get from the creature? Yes. Anything salvageable as a whole thing? See if you can figure out how it did that. Powder thing. If I could find where, like, if it had, like, spore sacs or anything that weren't entirely depleted, that would be nice. But anything that I deem would be salvageable and or useful. I doubt it has meat or hide. So this is how I'm doing the harvesting parts for creatures. You get a maximum number of checks on a creature based upon its size that you can make. Sure. You get a certain number of units from that creature per check. Okay. And then there are certain parts of the creature that have different modifiers. If you're going for something that's small, it has a negative modifier. If you're going for something that's larger, it doesn't have necessarily any kind of modifier to it unless it's really large. So you're looking for the powder sack. Yeah, that'd be great. You've already made the check. You get a maximum of two checks on this size of creature. Sure. Medium. So on the first check, you succeed in slicing through to where you would think where on a creature, if there was like a venom sack or a powder sack of some kind, that would be in its head somewhere. Then you slice through the jowl and into the meaty flesh, cutting through some leafy structure that's very sturdy. So it basically be like branches. Yeah. You cut through these branches inside of it. And as you pull it out, you pull out this white powdered sack, but it looks like it's been used up. Ah, messed. This one's a bust. This must be the one that used the spore attack earlier. It only has a certain amount within its powder sack. Does it look like there's anything inside it still, or...? Uh, maybe a little bit that you could toy with, but not enough to use outright. 
Not yeah. like the giant fog cloud we saw that Amali got whapped with. And this is why we should have shot the other one. I didn't tell you to stop. I ran after mine. All right, well, I'm here to eat something, so I'm going back up on the hill. Smooth. What? There are some uh, real smelly, death-smelling flowers over there, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we are hunting a predator. Yeah, normally things don't eat poop, though. Exactly. Okay. That's the point. We don't want to get eaten or spotted and yeah, hunted but, before we're ready. But I also don't particularly feel like smelling like fecal matter by bathing in putrid pollen. It's more like corpse smell than dung smell, but... Yes, you'll be sleeping on the other side of the camp for I'm the rest of the journey. downwind from wherever I am. If we want to keep some of, there's a, what, like some of one of them flowers with us so that when we find them... How? Do you have something to carry it in? I don't know. We'll figure a way out. Maybe we can put some of, I don't know, plant juice in the mm. water skin. I don't know. Amazing. Kelsey chimes up. I wonder if we're seeing giant plants. I wonder if we'll see giant bugs. And I wonder if you'll just mm-hmm. attract giant flies. Mm-hmm. They do like Please the smell of rotting flesh. do not. Are you sure you're not from around here? <laughs> <laughs> well... I just thought it'd be really funny if it actually happened that way. I would, really would be stink. quite terrified. Uh, ha! Ha! <laughs> hey! Oh, uh, that was good. She does have it. a sense of humor. Nobody caught it except Jaden. I didn't catch it either. No, no, no. I caught it. I'm still not happy about the giant bug theory. They missed. I do not like the idea of giant bugs. Yes? What's up? I found something. What'd you find? Uh, check these out. I ha- I take out the, the packet of dried leaves. Could be tea, could be poison, who knows? You like to experiment, right? Whatever it was, uh, the was person up there was carrying on them. Maybe you could make some use of it. I'd rather not risk my own constitution. I- I'm sorry, did you say the was person up there? Uh... <laughs> well, considering I found giant beast inside this one... I wouldn't be surprised that there's a person dead. I I get that. I just I, well, it's not like he was using it. That's not the issue. I'm 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 more confused at what is a was person. Is that is that just a funny way of t- referring to a corpse? Yes, they're dead. They're not a person anymore. I was trying to make light of it. Morale's important. Why? Death is death. I'll go back up to the top of the hill as far away from the stench as I can. There's one flower that's up there too. Uh... Well, I'll go next to Amali because I feel safer there emotionally. <laughs> he's sitting all the way towards the far end, and actually it looks like he's kicked the flower off to the side. Okay. I'll, I'll eat some rations and uh, clean up my goods. All right. Sounds good. Can I... Yeah, I'm basically done until we leave. Okay. Harvest it again. You may. You need to roll another check. 23. All right. What are you trying to harvest? Are you trying to harvest yes. the meat? A small organ, a large organ, the skin fur, etc., which is technically a large organ still. What is its... Does it have, like, a pelt? What is its skin like? It's plant material. Skin probably wouldn't be valuable, unlike a deer or a bear. It's it's probably, like, the... out. It's, it's, it's like, outer stem material, most likely. Heavy mulch. What all do you think would be worth salvaging from one of these? I can't think of one thing out can of a plant you, monster that would be worth using. Can you find organs... And then maybe we, if they, if they keep, maybe we can sell them on the black market. 
I'm okay. trying to have to keep them on our journey to get a Toda. Yeah. And oh, then does and it have make it organs back to and like dried a digestive plant system? guts? Get your dried plant oh. guts right here. All My right. ficus is dying. Do you have any dried lungs I could have? <laughs> All right. Since it's taken a while to make a decision, Smoot has just been cutting this plant up to explore it. And he honestly has destroyed most of the material. It is no longer of any value if there was any value to it at all. Does it look like it has, like, organs? Like, does it look like it has actual organs? In my destruction of it, do I glean any information and knowledge of the creature? You see that the creature from the one sack, it looks like this size, age, whatever creature this is. It only has one use of this powder per day or so, you think. It has organs like most other living beings. It's a very strange mixture of plant and mammal Science has gone too far. And technically the inside, there is a very small layer of actual meat inside, but it's very thin. Like the actual body has a very fine, thin layer of meat flesh, meat bag flesh, you know, that kind mm, of stuff. Meat, and the flesh. rest of it is made up of the plant material on the outside. So after all the explanation, next time when you try to harvest from one of these creatures, Smoot, you will get a plus one bonus temporarily. You all hear Molly yell down to you guys. If you want to eat, do it now, because we're going to be heading out soon for another few hours before we make camp. I will consume a portion of one day's ration. Uh, instead of eating, I'm going to take some time foraging. Okay. It's going to be a survival for any kind of forage. 18. You guys are in this open area. There's a lot of grassy plants that you see, and you find the most boring common plant life found in this area, the dark brown grass. It has absolutely no remarkable qualities other than being relatively harmless. And its use as basic sustenance when properly prepared. It could be eaten. I mean, that that's a pretty interesting quality, I think. It can be eaten. That's better than a lot of other plants right now. You gather now. seven big handfuls of this stuff that would basically tufts. make... Yeah, tufts of grass. It's brown grass. Yep. And this is why bards carry backpacks with stuff like cookware and oil. But I don't have the oil, so... Smoot would just eat and then gather any of his supplies and put it away. After gathering the grass, would I have had enough time to take a look at the the leaves and try to identify them? Um, I would have to say right now with the time that was spent cutting off the vines and you searching and pulling up grass and not finding too much other other plant life in the area, I would say no Okay. for now. That's You'll fine. have time later. I was just, if I had the time to do it, I was going to do it. Okay. But if I don't have the time, that's fine. All right, so you're all a bit worn from defeating the plant that sought to turn you into fertilizer. You still feel well enough to press onward after taking a brief rest to eat and scavenge the area. Thankfully, most of the mud and wetness have started to dry, making the journey a bit easier on your legs. Yeah. Sunshine, lollipop. Massive plant monsters which want us dead. You continue to venture further into the forest for several hours. The trees definably larger than when you first entered and the bark darker and the crowns overlapping with light just barely passing through. But your way is still lit well enough. There is no denying that you're in the Mildwood now, especially after what you just experienced, although a more common occurrence for Finnevere and Amali. Ahem. All right, everybody. So Amali's already made his survival check for the area, but you guys can as either assist him by making a survival check or a perception check. What are we trying to do? State another. You are aiding another. What, what is Amali trying to do? Not get us lost. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 22 on survival. 
I assume that's what it was. Okay. I rolled a 20 on survival. Huh, eat it. 11. All right. Are, who, are you rolling worked. survival or perception or what? It would have been survival. Okay. Is Finnevere just going along playing uh, his loot? Yeah, well, I, I did want to ask if I would be allowed to uh, do uh, a little jovial tune for uh, inspiring competence. Sure. Uh, your character is is singing jauntily. We don't have to worry about the uh, bonus right now because they are already pretty much passing my DCs. It's all good, but you're singing along, playing a jaunty little tune. So, as you guys are making your way through the woods, Amali stops for a moment and seems to be looking around the area. And you all also stop and you notice there appear to be some deep and large tracks that are almost partially washed away from the heavy rain at a spot where it looks like the runoff from the hill comes from. And you see that these marks, these these prints, have deep claw marks and are widely spaced apart. But it's only about one set of these that are following along through the path. And you notice that there is some flattened grass in there as if something very low and limbering to the ground is knocking over and flattening the grass. And lower branches are broken on some of the trees and bushes are crushed. Keep a lid from whatever that is. That is probably what we're looking for. I was about to say, if it's something that leaves these trails and indentations in the ground, it's probably low-sitting like the totas were. Yeah, I was going to say, are the uh, are the footprints particularly, like, wide or long, but with, like, narrow digits? Isn't that how their feet were described? I never described their feet. We did. <laughs> nope. No. We uh. never got real detailed information on them. We just got they were very lizard-like. Anything I get told, I write down. And if it sounds like a description, I like to draw a picture, and I don't have that. I did say that the tracks were widely spaced apart. And you remember that some of the tota that you saw in the village, they were very long. Their main torso was probably about six feet, with a tail that extended even like six further feet. And they're, they're really long overall. So their legs, you would assume, would be spaced where that main torso would be. All right. Well... Any last-minute preparations before we run into these things? Well, I doubt we'll find this one specifically, but we're heading in the right direction. Like I said, they like it wet. They like where the water is. Hmm. I hope it's not a swamp. Oh, no, Benavir. It's probably a swamp. Oh, uh, I don't like swamps. You guys assisting Amali are able to follow the tracks, and after a while they do seem to fade away from all the rainwater that was coming down the hill because you're walking on a slight incline, which is making it a little bit more difficult. But after a while, you do pick back up the trail, noticing some of the broken lower branches and the bushes that have been smushed and pushed back forcefully by this creature moving through. And you see that there are some marks in the trees from maybe a tail hitting against it. But after following the tracks for several hours, you do not come across a tota. And it does come down to the point where Molly just says... All right, we're definitely close, but I think we need a break for camp. I'm equal parts stressed and relieved. After our last encounter, I do think everyone could use a good rest before we tangle with one of these giant lizards. Agreed. If we're not ready or rested up, well, we might be in a bit of trouble then. So, how's everyone feeling right now? I'm doing great. Ugh. Reminds me of the good times. Right after we left. Ugh, Taba. All right, so uh. who's first watch tonight? I am feeling a bit worse for wares. Still a bit of a sharp pain in my sides. Mm -hmm. Mest, how are you feeling? Uh, I could be better. 
being strangled. Well, I wasn't exactly strangled. Being lifted off the ground by a plant isn't exactly a fun experience. You could call it juiced. Well, you were squeezed pretty well. No, like a... that would definitely be juiced. You're, you were juiced. Yeah, you were juiced. I... Like a fruit. Juiced. I like it. I don't think any juice came out of me, though. That's a good thing. That means you didn't... Never it didn't mind. succeed on your juicing. I... <laughs> Uh, Elsie's just thinking to herself about the fact that he did not pee himself and did not say it out loud, though. I was also thinking that. <laughs> I was also there. I was also on the same thought press there. So Was everyone thinking about Mess peeing himself? <laughs> just to put it out there. No. What uh, is wrong with you, you weirdo? <laughs> <laughs> and on the inside, you Alan's never inner, know. Yeah, Alan's inner thoughts. You must never know. <laughs> Did Alan pee himself? No, no. He, he, he's, he's, he, he's telling Finn that he's a weirdo, but he was thinking the same thing that he was <laughs> asking if everyone thought of. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you guys have essentially... So camp is usually approximately like eight hours because it takes the time to set up, time to make food and all that whatnot. Not Maybe not eight hours, like six or something like hours to do that. So you have that much downtime to work on some stuff if you need to forage or scavenge, make potions, elixirs, whatever you need to do. Do we have tents? Not necessarily, but Amali's taking you some places where there's a little bit more cover from the trees. Oh, that is so much better. Because I don't remember anybody bringing a tent or buying a tent. No, didn't have enough money. Anything that makes less opening slash exits from our area, less places to watch is better. I mean, you're still in the middle of a forest. You weren't able to find any caves at this point. Well, thick enough brush to be at least one wall would be nice. But I guess something could work its way through it. It would just be really noisy. There's plenty of underbrush around that you've honestly been having to trudge through. And thankfully, because this creatures march through the area, it's actually broken down some of the brush that you can so you can actually set up without having to clear away the area yourselves. We could always uh, climb into nearest stout tree lay in the branches and then tie ourselves to the branches with our cloaks so that we don't fall out or you know the 20 foot of rope vine rope that i acquired yeah but that's that's comfy and we don't know if that stuff gives you a rash speaking of vine rope uh wait for the vine rope it's about 10 pounds for the vine rope ah 50 pounds of normal rope is 10 there's 50 feet of normal rope is 10 pounds i said this was strong stout That's some stout vines. Good stuff. Good stuff. If we were able to, I would like to forage around the area to see if there was anything worth salvaging. Salvaging or harvesting? Harvesting. Sure. Yeah, same here. Oh, wait, that's actually a total... Yeah, 19 survival. And I would have a 21 for my own survival check. Um... I am invested in um, Mest's success, so I if I see him go off and we j- just seem to have free time, I'll actually go out and like say, hey, can I help? All right. What are we on the hunt for? Interesting things. Interesting things. Yes. I love interesting things. Well, I mean, when we were in the light void, as you love to refer to it as, I was able to find some yarrow root and a little bit more juniper, which is going to be handy for treating wounds. All right. But... This denser forest area, I don't know if that's going to change any of the flora we'll find around here. Smoot, you are able to, as you're scrounging around on the floor of the forest, you find eight conkers, which are essentially chestnuts, um, or they look like chestnuts, uh, 
but you find eight of them on the ground. They're relatively large in size, actually a little bit bigger than normal chestnuts. Okay. Should I knowledge nature or could I eat one to see what it does? You can absolutely do any of those things. Could I knowledge nature to attempt to infer its effect without consuming one? If I can't, I will eat one to see what it do. All right. There's a 23 knowledge nature. This is what you know. Okay. That's a very good knowledge nature roll, so I'll give it to you. They are the seed of the horse chestnut tree, known for its absolutely gorgeous flowers in the spring. Conkers also share their name with that of a traditional children's game. Each player starts with a conquer through which a string has been strung and then takes turns bashing one conquer against the other. Ah. The last player with an intact nut wins. Ah, like that game with eggs. But you have a thought that if you use it to throw it at somebody, it might it might hurt a little bit. I must <laughs> chuck these at things. They look like they hurt. Maybe I should chuck them an Alan. Might not be a bad idea. Well, I don't know. His skull's pretty thick. It might break them. He threw a spear at me. I give him all eight. They're all his. That spear was a moment of just vengeance. You're not out here. As you're scavenging through the forest, under some light that's breaking through the crown of the trees, you see purple-petaled flowers that remind you of something that Marnie was describing earlier when you were there the other day. Juniper? Juniper flowers. Yeah. You find four juniper flowers. Nice. Speaking of which, has that rash or itch on my back returned? As you've been walking, you've been able to ignore it. It seems almost as if the humidity has been helping your back. Very nice. If I ever accidentally come across my mother's flower, I will become inexorably distracted. Just a reminder. But I am just looking for anything that suits interest. More or less nowhere useful. Yara, root, juniper, anything that just looks straight up interesting. All right. Make a survival check for me. Can I use inspiration? You can use inspiration if you haven't used it on yourself yet today. I would write. Yeah. And I'll write it down. 17 total. Lucky for you, as you are scavenging through the forest as well, you come across a bush. I think I think they're on a bush. Hold on. Eh, I'll say it's a bush at this point. You find a group of flowers and they appear to be the yarrow that everyone was looking for earlier the previous day when you guys were going through the forest. Ooh. You managed to gather two of them, but the rest of them appear to be, like, you pull them up from the roots, so it's not really a bush. They're, they're just bundled together. You pull them mm-hmm. up from the roots, but most of them are really difficult to pull up. Uh, I do have a sharpened knife. Okay. Okay, I'll try to cut the back of one of them. So you cut the flower off of its stem? Uh-huh. Uh, and I get two total? So you pulled up Two yarrow with their root, and you cut and you have one yarrow flower. Ah, I get it. Okay, that makes sense. All right. I am kind of weak, so. Well, I'm, I'm average strength. I'm not. I'm no Hercules. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take it as a win. Hey, check out what I found. I'll give him the, the two yarrow root and the one flower. So they're out Ooh, foraging right now? More yarrow. Yes. yes. While they're out foraging, I am going to go search for wood to make a fire. All right. Survival for me, please. 11. A lot of the wood that you're finding is still a little damp from the weather. There is some that is seemingly starting to dry out, but it's still a little more wet than you would probably like. But you do find enough wood that maybe in about an hour or so would probably be dry enough. If there's about six of them, it would be probably dry enough to use. This is adequate. 
All right, so Kelsey looks over as you're bringing over the wood. Oh, great. We can start a fire. Ah, uh, not quite yet. It's uh, still a little damp uh, from all the rain. Well, I was kind of hoping to actually use the rations and make an actual meal. Hopefully in about an hour or so, this might be dry enough to burn. So I'm going to say with everybody going out and foraging and basically having to track their way back to camp, it's been about an hour on their own. So you guys get back to camp. The fire is lit and Kelsey has started making a meal. Very nice. Very nice. Now, just a warning. I don't usually cook. I thought I was the one with the cookware. Uh, Molly went through your bag and um, stole some of the stuff. Ah, uh, egad. Well, I'm not allowed to be mad egad. at him. So... <laughs> I'll just take it in stride. Not allowed. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't let me get mad at him. <laughs> How does that even work? I, I, I want to uh, sit around the fire, one, getting a little warm, and two, watching the cooking just to, to make sure nothing gets burned. If, if she is like, she says she doesn't cook much. So if, if it looks like she wants or needs help, Alan will step in. All right. Kelsey looks over at you guys as you are returning and... She just says, oh, did you guys find anything you want me to add to this? I'm basically using some of the rations we already had, and I'm hoping we can maybe spice it up a little. Ooh, um, I will check one thing before I eat it. I want to take off the cap of the, I'm assuming, metal flask. Okay. And I'll smell. Okay, that is a perception for me. Uh, 11. As you open up the cap from the container... You get hit by a warm waft of the air of this water that's in there. And it's definitely water, but it does not smell like good water. It smells like it's tainted. Okay. I'll just walk right out of campsite and pour it out, but also watch the water. I'll just make sure it's not black or anything. Flashbacks, you know. Okay. You pour it out and it appears to be a little grungy. It's a metal flask. All right. Uh, I will pour some of my own water in it. I had to fill it up like a third way. And I'll go ask and put it on the fire. Okay. All right. I'm so just you... trying to sanitize it and whatnot. All right. That's fine. You, after a little while, you hear it. You see steam coming out from inside of the flask. Take a little bit of my uh, anti-fire gel. Just put it on the tips of my fingers and pick it up. Shake it about. Pour it out and whatnot. Does anti-fire gel protect you from, the, from hot metal? As long as it would do less than five damage. Okay. Then, yeah. All right. Sure. It's a, it's a DR. Sure. Basically, it's like invisible gloves. Uh-huh. Perfect. Okay. All right. So I'm going to fast forward through the rest of this day. If there's anything you guys wanted to do as a downtime thing, this includes making potions, tending to wounds, etc., putting ointment on your back, which, again, if you're by the fire, it starts itching. Yes, definitely would then use some of the juniper paste I have. Hey, Mast. Ah, what's going? What's up? I was able to scrounge up some uh, some juniper. I, I You probably have the adequate tools in order to do it. Can you turn some of this into paste for me? I could give it a shot. Just refill this empty jar. I've got a few more, so it's no rush. Uh, about how long would it take to prepare that? Roll a d4 for me. Four. 40 minutes. In that case, I will attempt to make some juniper paste with the with the flowers he hands me. And the rest of the time, I'll, I would also be trying to brew a potion of cure light wounds. Okay. All right, as long as you have a spell slot left for that, you're good to do that. I haven't used any of them. So. Yeah, and you didn't make any potions in the morning, so you're good. Okay, so for the juniper paste, because this would be, you've never made it before, you will have to make a um, craft alchemy check for me. 26. 
Okay. After taking a little bit of water and mashing up the flowers, you start to see that you're making up a purplish colored paste that matches what Marnie has made up in the canisters. Huzzah. But the amount that you make does not fill the canister entirely. It looks like it's about another small ounce, maybe about three ounces. Uh, so would that would that be like a quarter of the canister or? So the canisters, they were about eight ounce canisters. Okay. And you guys eat a rather hearty meal from Kelsey's performance. It was actually pretty good tasting. It was a little bland. She didn't have too much to spice it up. But you guys do eat and have a good full meal and you rest and the evening passes and you wake up and unfortunately for you the rain's back the rain is back oh no tis the season for the wetlands drop 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 it's drop, also drop, a little drop, cooler drop. today woo woo and so the rain begins again in the morning amali just sits up from his bed i cannot stand the rain i'm so done with the rain didn't you say this is the rainy season? Yes. So doesn't this happen like every year? This is why I usually don't go out during the season. Do you get seasonally depressed? No. That's I just what... don't like being soaking wet every single day. Well, we weren't at the end of the day yesterday, so that's a plus. No, no, he's soaking wet at the beginning of the day, which is arguably worse. Much worse. Oh, well, let's pack up camp, guys. All right, let's ship shape and ship sail. Ship sail? Let's get a move on. <laughs> His words, exactly. Nothing changed. I don't know why boats have anything to do with it, considering we're landlocked. There's enough rain that we could sail through it. You know, with all the stupid things you say, we could probably fill a library. We could fill two with all of yours. You guys really need to work on your teamwork and being nicer to each other overall. Uh, what are you talking about? Smoot. Ins- insults are how we bond, right? That's how men do it. You clearly didn't have any brothers growing up, did you? I had cousins. I was, I was talking to Amali. Uh, I'll walk up to Taylor, all concerned, like, um, where I come from, we don't insult people as regular speech. It's uh, actually something, uh, how you offend people. It's well, actually starting to make sense how, why your culture shock is... Uh, well, I mean, yeah, y- y- insults were how we offended people as well, but when you're if you say it in the right way and to the right people and, 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 and in certain contexts, when you're close with someone and have a mutual respect for them and they know that and it's obvious that you don't genuinely think they're stupid, it's kind of a game to play at making insults that you don't actually mean. That is a dangerous game. You should talk to people less, I think. <laughs> Just talking less in general, I think would be beneficial. I won't hold it against you, but uh, strangers probably will. So good luck with that. Well, you don't insult strangers. You 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 insult people like this that you know. It could have fooled me. I hurl an insult at a stranger because they're probably deserving of it. We need a lot of work for you. I signed up for this. I'll just like I'll I'll walk further away while we're while we're marching to clear my head. Uh, people these days ain't got no thick skin, all right? You guys pack up the camp in the morning. I'll tune my loot. Sharpen my knife, which doesn't take that long. I will attempt to use the the water, the the, the rain water, to get oil out of my hair from from naturally existing as a human being. Okay, so naturally existing, Alan, just... I I, I like my hair to be clean. All right, so you clean yourself off with the rain, but the funny thing is, is even though you're cleaning yourself off with the rain, it appears that the tree that you're standing under keeps dropping sap on your head. I move out from under said tree. (laughs) 
insult to injury. It's all sticky. I'll prep two cure light wound extracts. Okay. All right. So those are prepped and in your inventory. There's one thing I would do in the morning that can be done while doing other things. I'll make coffee. Okay. I will get a little bit of the sap that, that kept falling from that tree. I'll pick a little bit and spread it between my hands and use it to style my hair like pomade. Weren't you just pomade? trying to get it? Sorry, pomade. Oh. Yeah, I don't know oh, why okay. I keep. I don't know why I keep trying to pomade. say it pomade. It's pomade. It's very much pomade. But yeah, We're, weren't you just trying to get it out of your hair? I changed my mind. And now I'm, I'm going to style my hair in a forward upsweep. Um, ah, Amali just looks over at you as you're doing that. What are you doing? Fixing my hair. In the rain. Well, if I use this. It might stay in the shape that I put it in, despite the rain. Uh, Amalia that way it doesn't I, get in my eyes. Congratulations, you'll be a more attractive-looking morsel. Good job, um, Amali. Does this does this sound out of place for what he's already done? Amali looks back and forth between Alan and Alfred, and then he looks back at Alfred. No, I guess you're right. You're all weird. I'm sorry. Some of us aren't exactly naturally beautiful, and we have to make ourselves presentable in other ways. And some of us don't care what people think of us. Some of us are animals. I just imagine Panera just I saying, mean, you are an animal. Oh, thank I you. I was referring to you. I am also an animal. Are you pulling that humans are mammals crap on me? But I mean, we kind of are mammals. I'm just saying. Wait, Alfred. I mean, Alan, didn't you say that humans are mammals too earlier? They are, but... He, mm. Yeah, you did say that. You were the one that made this argument earlier. He's using it to argue that we're just... I'd give you a shovel to dig yourself deeper, but I'm uh, fresh out. I'd use it to smack Alfred. I'm sure you would. Coffee's ready. Don't worry, Finevere. I feel like he's already digging himself a deep enough hole. He doesn't need assistance. Oh, yes, please, Mr. Finevere. Uh, okay. I hand it to her. She she just holds it and, and the rain just falls into the cup. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't uh, specify. I put it... I uh, use the flask. Oh, okay. I, well, I I would I have cups, but I would put it into the flask this time. It's like a thermos. Is it? I guess. Closest thing we have to it. It's hot. I'll say that much. I just figured it's, it's warm and keep your hands warm and keep the rain from getting in. It's much appreciated, uh, seeing that it's already kind of getting more and more cold as we stand here outside. <laughs> then why don't we get walking? I agree. I'll give what's left in, like, the bottom of the cup to Amali. It's it's fine. I'll take it. Okay. He just throws it back. Okay. And I'll put the cup away. All right. So, uh, everybody, why don't you... Why don't you roll your perception or survival checks for me? 13. 21. 28. Quentin smiles smugly. 10. Perception. <laughs> oh, yes. I should have specified. Mine was survival. As you are walking through the forest, the sound of the rain matches along with the squelching of your footsteps. I'm singing in the rain. I'm singing in the rain. <laughs> yeah, Taylor can be such a pain, but I'm singing in the rain. I, I'll, I'll like go elbow him and like, is that a proper American culture? Absolutely. Never stop. You're getting the hang of it. As you are walking through the forest and the rain and your footsteps are kind of drowning out all the other sound of pretty much everything else going on, you start to hear the sound of hissing and growls. And while you've been kind of hearing this in the forest a little bit, it seems to have grown a little bit louder. And for you, Finevere, Alan, Alfred, 
you recognize the sound to be very familiar to yourselves. And you recall that it sounds like the Tota from when, when you were last in Ashby Village. And it seems that you might be right on top of them now. Well, not exactly right now, but at a distance. I have goosebumps. I will put my arm out and stop moving. I go, shh, listen. Yeah, it's rain. No, do you hear the lizards? And all of you make a perception check for me really quick. Smoot has a 17. 11 for Alan Taylor. 16 for Finvir. I also have a 16. Alan, coming in with that strong zero perception scale, finally ah, counterbalancing ah, ah. one. How'd you get a plus one? Because I put two skill ranks in it. Oh, you put two ranks to finally get a one? Nice. As you stop, you take a moment and you listen, but your eyes start to wander through the forest that is around you. And your eyes catch on different parts of the area and you notice there appears to be rudimentary buildings around you, but they do not appear to be new. They look old, run down, dilapidated. Do they look primitive? Like, like... Rudimentary. Okay. Amali, were these the ruins you were talking about? Or at least a set of them? No. Finnevere, why don't you roll a knowledge history for me? Or a knowledge religion, whichever one you want to roll. Uh, let's go religion, because that sounds fancy. That sounds fancy. Fancy. Uh, 13. As you are looking around, you see a building that catches your eye, and you see over top of it, there appears to be a carving of sorts. It's very difficult to make out, and it appears to have been worn down over time, but it looks a little bit almost like a lizard. And you wonder in your head if it's a place of worship or not. Uh, since I'm not sure of what I say, I don't really share any of this. Okay. Amali speaks up. No, these are not the ruins that I was looking for. These are just the leftovers of some older villages. What I'm looking for are much, much older. Do you think there might be anything of use in any of these buildings? Should we try and explore while we're here at least? Sure, we can take a look around. Be careful. We should at least stay in groups of two. All right, I'll go with Alan, uh, Kelsey with... Uh... Kelsey with Amali and messed with Smoot. Sounds like good to everyone? Kelsey's eyes wander over to Amali and she looks back at you like, Oh, oh, okay, sure. Best, don't go prodding plants. If you want someone to poke it, let me be the cannon fodder. But what if I want to poke it? Then you get grappled and almost eaten again. But I lived. Barely, don't push your luck. Like he said, almost eaten. Almost. So close. Almost wishing it happened. Taylor, let's get some first dibs. <laughs> I'm so glad she hasn't asked you to roll anything yet, because that is legendary. Uh, He's just uh, rolling dice for fun over here, and Zach rolled two crit fails in a row. Finn and Alan are just going to leave and, and go start exploring. Smoot and Mast would do the same. They would pick a building and try and scavenge out anything that would be useful. Yeah. I want to pick the important building that has a carving over it. Consequences be danged. Yeah, sure. Let's go for the boss room right now. All right. So you'll do group rolls for your perceptions. So you basically, one of you is going to do the main roll and the other person will do an eight another. But let's do one group at a time to figure out what's going on. Your, Your skill may be higher, but do you trust your dice? They're bad dice, Ian. Do I need to get out a tiny animal? (laughs) 
I mean, based on what we just saw from this one. We I might. mean, it can't get any worse, can it? It could. What is the statistical I, probability? Maybe it got it out of its system. It, it worked out its flaws, okay? <laughs> okay. You can go ahead and roll the main one. Is that a three? No, it's not a three. Even if it would be a three, that would be a ten total. Um, Twenty-two. My eight another was an 11, which does give him a plus two for a total of 24 on my Team Smootin' Mast. I rolled um, an 18 for my eight another. And I rolled a 10 for the base. <laughs> what, what, wait, what's my your total, total perception, though? Uh, my, oh, sorry, no. My total was 10. Oh. But if he's aiding another, that makes mine the base. Yeah, so 12 total. Alan over here has a 12. Let's be straight. It's it's a Valen. A Valen. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool name. All right. So let me ask you this. If you're coming into the village, Finnevere and Alan, you guys there, are basically- There was a village here? We were told there were buildings. It's, it's, it's a ruined village, Sma- Team Smest. Yeah, I was about to say Alan versus Smest. When you guys come into this village, essentially, you see the building straight ahead where Finnevere and Alan go. Where do Team Smoot and Alfred head off to? Do you go left or right? Uh, team Smest would go to the left. <laughs> We have to find joy in the little things in this dark campaign. Okay, so we'll start off with roll at the highest of rolls. Smoot and Alfred. Woo-woo. You guys head off to the left, and you have to push through some of the brush in these buildings to even get into them. There are parts of them that have collapsed, and you're able to climb over the walls. Inside some of them, you see broken tables, chairs, some moldy blankets that are covered in vines and other plants. The roofs have essentially caved in for the most part, but you don't find anything too noticeable in here. But you do hear a sound, almost like a whisper, sort of echoing through the area. Does it sound like a person? Yeah, does it sound like it's just like very quiet speech or does it sound like lizard hissing? It sounds like unintelligible speech of some kind. Could just be a language we don't know. Could we try and locate it? You go outside of the building, and it appears to be coming from the building where Finnevere and Alan headed into. Finnevere and Alan, as you guys approach the building, you begin to step through the door, but you hear a clicking sound and a voice of some kind speaking unintelligible words. A whisper. Just to make sure, this is not the familiar clicking sound for my character, right? No, I don't know what familiar sound you're talking about. Every time you, you mention a, a, a sound, I like have a flashback of Benavir had a clicking, like bone-on-bone sound that happened behind him that he never saw when his mother was carrying him away. And No, I, uh, okay. I honestly, I know. Good. I, I can't say it is that I know of. Okay. It would be really traumatic if that ever happened. Okay, so it's just a regular spooky clicking sound and unintelligible words. I will still panically... Tenzuntide! Uh, you say out loud? Oh, yeah. And I'll, I'll smile and turn towards wherever the sound was coming. It stops, and you hear something fall to the ground, and the clicking sound seems to grow further away. Uh, do I see anything where the sound came from? Like you said something hit the ground. You enter into the building. You don't see anything there. But as you walk in further, and you guys actually approach as they enter into the building, you see a small doll near a wall on the ground. Okay. Uh, do I know any legends of, like, curses with these types of things? 
That would be a knowledge local. Okay. Seven. You can't think of any. Okay. Does it look like a nice doll? It looks like it's been here for a while. Okay, but relatively in shape, could be cleaned up maybe? It looks like it's been here for a while, but parts of it appear to have been patched up. All right. Um, what, what kind of doll is it? I would like it? to attempt to discern the uh, location from where the was coming from. You aren't able to discern it since it is no longer there. It was I, coming from all around in the building, almost like oh. an echo. I will say to Taylor, you did hear that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we're not in the dark woods. I shouldn't be crazy yet. Okay. That's what I thought. You know how I was, how I said, uh, <clears throat> let's see, how, how, how do we phrase this? Remember the uh, fortune teller from the village and how I said devil magic? Yes. I do remember you hurling such insults. I believe now would be a more apt use of such a phrase. Mm. Be careful with the careless tongue. Could get you into hot water. Uh, Do you guys go into the building? You're there at this point. Oh, absolutely. Hey. Okay. Uh, I'd, I'd like to check around around the building, maybe towards the back. Okay. See if maybe would, there's a back exit or anything. Would Smoot have noticed that by the time he came that the whispering has ceased? Yes. Could While I'm also doing that, could I also roll stealth to try to sneak around? Sure. In case anything's back there. Smoot would enter into the building. 16 for my stealth. Kelsey and Amali begin to make their way over after they heard Finnevere say, well, hi there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Team Amelsi? Sure. Well, yeah, there was two different... There's two different ways. It could be Amelsi or Kamali. That's what I have done as well. Oh, you wrote it too. <laughs> I vote Amelsi. Amelsi. Okay, well, they make their way over after they heard Finnevere make an exclamatory statement of, oh, hi. Well, I thought it was Kazuntite, but... Uh, Kazuntite, sure. whatever it was. Yeah, I'm sorry. was it you that was doing that creepy rit- ritualistic chanting? Uh, please say not, yes. Not, please say not yes, this time. Yes. Um, oh, goodness. There is a... Uh, <clears throat> a, a doll that's in the back of that room that uh that's where I heard something drop, but uh I'm not I'm not picking it up this time. You guys are so scared, it's great. Less scared, more concerned. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kelsey and Amali enter into the building. What's going on? Uh did you not hear the uh the whispers? No. What whispers? It was unintelligible. Uh just probably a language I don't know. Interesting. Did it's, you find out what it was from? No, it came oh, from all around. Right. It sounded like some crazy old coot casting a hex on you. She just looks at Amali. Amali looks at her. Amali looks at Finnevere. Amali then looks at you, Alan. And then Amali makes eye contact with everybody else in the room and then just oh, shrugs. Which would have oh. been smoot. Oh, no. All, all of the rest of us heard it, too. Oh, right. And you're concerned because... I don't want to be cursed. Normally, lizards aren't capable of intelligent speech, meaning we may not be alone here. Could be another seeker. Hmm. Do I find anything on my trip around back? It. There's nothing there. There's, there's not like another entrance or anything? No. Nope. Trees. You see the roof is collapsed. Part of the wall is collapsed, but on the higher part of it. But you don't find anything back there beyond some bushes, trees, and yeah. Okay, I'll make my way back around the, to the front. So, did it do anything? No, uh, besides, Finn said hi, and it stopped. It just stopped talking? Well, I did say Kazuntite, and then it stopped, and we heard a lo- uh, we heard something thud on the ground. 
Do you think it fell? I should hope not. Uh, if there is something here, I'd hate to make a pet, uh, bad first impression. Where, well, where did it fall? Uh, can I point in that direction? Yes. Okay, I do that. It, it, you point over to where the doll is. Okay. <laughs> Andrew's like, no. <laughs> oh, I forgot to ask. Does the doll have a happy face? The doll has a very happy face. It looks like it was a little girl's toy that was being repaired and... Taking a closer look, you do see that there is a needle and thread still attached to it. Oh, you know, on second thought, this one, uh, this might make a good uh, telltale for um, Cece. I didn't think about that before. I will approach the doll. Can Smoot make a further perception check to investigate the room to see if anyone is hiding in it? Sure. Whenever you approach the doll, Smoot, right. you're looking around the room. All right. I mean, I'll give it a quick look left and right, and then I'll just pick it up. Okay. Perception of 24 to see if I find anyone. Finnevere, it looks like a normal doll. It feels like a normal rag doll, like it belonged to some little girl. It's wearing a little tiny green dress with Aww. little braids of yarn in its hair, or its hair is made of little braids of yarn. That's really what I was supposed to say. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's just a little doll, and the needle and thread dangle from the arm that you see some stitching was popped off and a little bit of the stuffing is coming out. Uh, can I j finish that off? Sure. Okay. Uh, I, I will do that. Okay. And I'll, uh, I'll pocket the needle afterwards and put it with my other one. Okay. What do you think would happen if we put it near all of our relics? Let's find out. <laughs> I don't think this thing is a relic. It could be. Let's find out. If it did, that would be the third one I'm carrying, I think. Are you supposed to only carry up to three or never carry three? Never more oh. than three. Never. Never more than three, okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. You've already been given the warning. I will never longer tell you what you're allowed to carry. Yep, and I like that way. The green dress, braided hair, smiles. You do see a small tag on the back of it. Oh, I would read it if I could. It says Isabel. Isabel. It's a charming name. What? Ah, that's a name on the tag here. Uh. All right, Uh, so I'll... You're just going to take it with you? What if it has lice? Hmm... I'm I'm significantly I, more concerned about voodoo. Okay. I'll take a close inspection against lice, and I'll do prestidigitation to try to clean it. Okay. Uh, should I roll the perception? Sure. 15? No lice to be found. Nice. Voodoo magic, on the other hand, still a good question. Uh, I'll also, I'll try prestidigitation. Does it clean it up? Yes. Awesome. And it even looks like the smile on the doll has gotten brighter. Aw, the colors return. Uh, <laughs> colors will... returned. Ah, uh, yes. It doesn't Clearly what she meant. It, it, it doesn't look dingy anymore. It does look like the smile that was faded has brightened up back to the darker color that it was. The threads have darkened back up. My smile brightens as well. I will specifically put this in one of the pockets of my bandalore up front. Okay. That's kind of creepy. I close the, the button. <laughs> <laughs> See, oh, come on. Cece, you'll love it. it. It'll be part of our uh, tales of adventure. So, Smoot, looking around the room, you don't see anything hiding but you do notice that there are marks in the wall that seem a little abnormal almost like piercings like it was stabbed multiple times going up the wall there are piercings in how how wide are these piercings are they, is it like did a knife stab it did a spear stab it did a pencil needle stab it about i'd say it it looks almost like about an inch are there rafters or is there seemingly like an attic or second floor? Like, is it a tapered roof on this building? The the roof goes up a little ways, but a lot of it's collapsed. You do see some beams up there, but it's pretty dark up top. So does it look like 
You said these piercings were heading up the wall? Yes. And there's a few more around the room as well. Do they all look like they're headed up the wall? No, some of them are in the floor. I don't know why, but for some reason, all I can think of is a small child with, like, needle legs. Like, no feet, they're just needles. There's a lot of them. It's not like there's only, like, two or anything like that. There's a lot of different marks on the walls. Well, if you're walking with needle legs, it's going to leave a lot of needle marks, isn't it? Someone's been watching too many horror games. We did watch a lot of horror movies recently. It was really good. Can I uh, attempt to inspect this, the roof and rafter area? It is too dark in the roof area for you to see well. Does anyone have a light? I do. I'll put on my white glove. Oh, I don't need to do that. I have flashlight. I have a sun-powered relic. I have a sun-powered relic. I'd rather not uh, cast too many spells. Uh, get a nasty headache when I do. But this should do the trick. I will hand smoot the flashlight. No, I will shine my sun-powered relic where he wants to Just see. Point it up towards the rafters. I want to see if anything's up there. Make a perception check, all of you. I'm still technically outside. You would have come in by this point, would unless I... you stayed out there. I, I, if, since everyone else was inside the building and looking for something inside the building, I'm going to stay just outside the entrance and keeping an eye outward. Okay, you I can will... still make perception. Yeah. Just to keep us from being ambushed by lizards. I rolled an 18 on perception. Smoot has a 21. Six perception. Okay. Uh, that would be a 20... Uh, sorry, brain not working. 24. Okay. So, Alan and Smoot, the moment the flashlight, the light from this sun-powered relic, air quotes, shines up into the rafters of this building, there's a very slight glint of something that reflects the light, but it stops. It catches something and then it just, it passes over it. Like needle legs of a small child. <laughs> or like eyes that have been closed because light or an apparition, but I wouldn't know that. Hey, 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 Finn, move, move, move it back this way. And I point to where I saw the glint. I do that. You don't see anything there anymore. Did anyone else see that? Yeah. Did you catch really what it was? I just saw a reflection. It was a little shiny bit, and then it was gone. That's what I thought. All right, this place gives me the heebie-jeebies. Can we just kill a lizard already? We we haven't found one. Oh, I know that there's enough snake jazz around here to make me assume that there is. <laughs> snake jazz. <laughs> All right. So you guys head out? I would. Smooth's getting the heebie-jeebies. He doesn't like ghosts. <laughs> Calm down, Smoot. He'll be fine. Hey, hey, you say that before you get possessed and then start going on killing Rampage. What? Ghost man. When has this happened? Hey, you don't... He, I, I, He's walking out with you. Do you not believe in the supernatural? Goodness. You never watch American Horror Stories? Or literally, supernatural? Uh, Smoot. What? They don't have TV. Okay, fine. They you never read a book about the supernatural and ghosts? Can't say I've read a book ever. Can you read? Are you illiterate, Amali? <laughs> Take two for beating up Amali with words. I, I, I'll speak up. Well, there is the belief out there that as long as you remember someone, a piece of them is still with you. Maybe this is a bigger piece than uh, I read about. <laughs> uh, ben, are you are you seriously saying you don't know about the villages and the forest? Well, please, Amali, enlighten the rest of us who definitely don't know what is going on here. D do I know? You can make a knowledge history. Did they get eaten by the lizards? Nine. You sort of recall something about there was once a village, like villages here. But Amali elaborates more. Uh, from what I've learned and heard, 
is that the forest was never really out here originally. You said from what I learned and heard, and my only thought was definitely didn't read it. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> I didn't, so I didn't he he never it. did answer the question. He never did answer the question. <laughs> it's a cover story. It's like, yep, I've never I've never read any important books. I've never read a book. I've never heard of a book. What's a book? Anyway, are you okay, Smoot? Why are you laughing? No, that's fine. It's fine. Anyway, the forest wasn't originally out this far. Apparently, it started growing outward. And people had to abandon the villages. There's a lot of them like this, but the ruins that we're looking for, like I said, are much, much older. And usually they're underground. Why didn't they just chop the trees down as they started growing out? I was about to say, trees don't really grow that fast. They did, but the forest took it back. Uh, You're telling me like trees grew overnight? How does a forest take a village? I don't know. We weren't there, but it is what's told that the forest took the land back. So you tell me what you make of that. What, they all go on vacation for like a decade and come back and, oh, well, there's a forest here now, can't live here. No. Too many things in the night. I don't know. This is not where... (sighs) Or potentially, it may not have been quite literally the trees. We heard plenty of lizards. The Toda could have came through and killed everyone. Then the trees came and overgrew it. <laughs> you think it's just Toda in the woods? That's the only thing I've seen, unless it was those lion plants. It could. Ah, ah, well, you mm, haven't. There we go. The woods did uh, take it back. The woods did it take it back. It could have been the vine monster. Or maybe it was giant insects. Please stop talking about giant insects. <laughs> maybe it was a bear. <laughs> Seeing what's in this woods, it would Bears. probably be a really, really big bear. Why? Why is the thought of a giant bear more comforting than anything you guys have said thus far? Because a giant bear is just a giant bear. It's not a lizard that can paralyze you by licking you. See, I was going to go with bears are fluffy. They are pretty soft. So you guys are heading out from this ruined village. Uh, Smoot would be attempting to find his way to where the concentration of the lizard hissing is louder to see if he can spot any. All right. Everyone make another survival check as you're going. I will accompany Smoot. Natural crit for a total of a 29. Wait, sorry. Oh, you said survival? Yeah, 29. A total of 16. A total of 11. 17. All right. Laser sharp lizard focus. As you guys are heading down out of the village, Smoot, you are following the sound of these these faraway sounds very, very well. Like, you're able to direct everybody. And even Amali's just following after you. He just seems to be enjoying himself for, like, the five seconds that he gets for once. He doesn't have to lead the way. He doesn't have to hear people pestering him about his inability to read. And actually, Kelsey and him are having a small conversation as well on the side. Anyway, but as you guys are heading out, you hear a shrieking sound behind you at the village. Okay, so some, here, do I make on, out on, the word? Hold on, I'd, I'd like to take this one real quick. Finnevere, did you take anything? Uh, I flip up the pouch. Sorry. Mm, I feel like you've upset a poltergeist, and we're all going to be doomed. <laughs> you took the cursed doll. I'll put it back. I, well, I, I, run, I run back. Wait, you're going to just go alone? That's a great idea. Let's did just someone upset, follow me? Let's just upset the undead and then leave. And get, everyone go after him. What? We're not leaving him alone. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Amali turns around, starts running after you, and he grabs you before you go anywhere else, like any further. Just throw it down. It's fine. Really, Finn, why do you run towards the danger sound? Danger sound. Because apparently he wants to make friends with the ghost. I toss it. 
in the direction. I fixed it! The shrieking continues for a few moments and then it silences. I watch the I'll doll. I'll say quiet, are you welcome? <laughs> I watch the doll attentively. You can't watch the doll, it's been thrown. Do, do I not in the see fo- it's it? It's been thrown into the woods. It, you're not going to be able to see that. Okay. And I, we are we are moving on. All right. Once we get a little bit further, I'll mutter uh, a little bit to whoever's next to me. You know, if they knew common, they could have just said something in the first place. So, it takes you about 40 minutes to get even closer to the sound of the Toda, or what you assume to be the Toda. But you're very close now. And like I said earlier, it's like you're on top of them now. Hey, Amali. They're lizards. Do they burrow? No. I mean, it just sounds like we're on top of them. Are we? Are like no, over not, not literally. I wasn't done. I was taking oh, okay, a moment because I had a bubble in my throat. She, 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 she was saying we're on top of them like like the army is upon you. Metaphorically. Mm. All right. Mm. They, they wouldn't happen to climb trees, would they? Amali signals They're for you guys to stop us. moving and stop talking. Oh, absolutely. He covers stop. his mouth with his fingers. Well, with one finger, that is. He, sil- he encourages you guys to be silent. And then he waves you on to follow after him as he begins to crouch and sneak his way up onto a rocky cliff. Roll your stealth, please. Yay. No. Okay, that could have been worse. That could have been a lot worse. Twelve. Fourteen. Seven. Sixteen. As we're trying to sneak up, I, like, pull out my bow and I, like, jolt it into some of my gear, making a little bit of noise. Can I cast resistance on myself? Uh, yes, it consumes your stone when you do that. Okay, like it crumbles to dust or something. As you guys make your way up the cliff crouching, you hear almost like gravel and dirt and branches crunching underfoot as you make your way up. And Amali stops you all again. You have to be quieter. Can I attempt to roll my stealth again? He is allowing you the moment to correct yourselves. I'm going to keep the 16, I think. 21 with the new resolve of not getting yelled at by Amali. <clears throat> Nine. Wait, wait. Total zero. <gasps> I. <laughs> you ex- have. Excuse me, why? Two. I rolled a natural one with a dexterity score of minus one with no ranks in stealth. Cumulatively, four to zero. Just a. Gosh dang it! <laughs> Oh, my back's just killing me right now. What is this that we're walking on? It's not actually that loud, but you do step on a branch and you just hear a loud... Amali just... You see, if he was a cat, you would see the his fur raise up on his hackles and just a shiver go up his back. His shoulders just go almost above his head. You hear the sound of splashing. As you get closer, you realize that you're heading upwards on a cliff of sorts, overlooking what appears to be... A river? Or maybe it's a swamp. But the sound is splashing almost as if something has dove into the water, and it masks the heavy branch cracking under your feet. And as you reach the top of the cliff, you see a strange slab at the edge of it overlooking a swamp. It has the carving of an angular snake-like creature with large claws and sharp fangs bared. Sort of like how Mayans would draw very angular-shaped creatures. Huh, that's convenient. Can I get a knowledge religion on that? Absolutely. Twelve. You recall the village that you came from and you see, remember the statue or the carving in the top. And it kind of reminds you of this. Perhaps this is a place of worship as well. This is where they sacrifice their elderly to the dragons. (laughs) We're about to make some sacrifices of our own. 
All right. So all of you can make a perception. 23 for Charles Smoot. 16. 23. 9. It would be really nice to not have single digits rolls for a little while. <laughs> Maybe put those dice on an anvil for a little bit and get a new set. Everybody, except for Fenivir, who is busy looking at the carved stone statue. It's almost like obelisk, I guess, but not that tall. It's probably about, if, if Smoot were to actually stand up, it'd be about Smoot's height. Everyone else, except for Finevere, you see that before you was a swamp, and it looks like with all the rain, it's flooded, and the water seems to be moving more so than it would be in normal circumstances because of the rain. You can't really tell how deep it is from up here. You see some sandbars with grassy mounds scattered throughout, most of them almost submerged in the water. And you do notice that there are several spots where the grass is flattened. One containing eggs, it looks like. And then for Smoot, Alfred, and Alan still, and yeah, pretty much everyone still, except Finevere. Everyone except for Finevere. You also notice that in one of the nests... Ah... I'm a refrain looking to my left. I don't like the bag she's holding in her hand. You see a young Toda resting beneath what appears to be an older one. The young Toda appears to be only about the size of a dog. Meanwhile, the one that is resting underneath is almost the size of a horse and maybe even larger. But Smoot and Alfred, you both notice beneath some brush near the side... There is a large, one would say, huge Toda hiding beneath some brush. And if you hadn't been looking for it, you might have mistaken it for a log. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we're, we're going to avoid that. It's a three by three. It is literally huge. That's a big lizard. How long do your bombs last? Do they last until the next round of combat before becoming inert? I have to throw them immediately. Instant. If not in the heat of combat, is it possible to make two of them and have someone else throw it? No. Dang it. Because I'm assuming they would work similar to my extracts where if I hand them off... No, actually, I believe they just... they wouldn't work like that because the extracts do that because it left your hand, not because it touched someone else's hand. Bombs cannot be passed to somebody else. Yeah. Unless you want a Peter Griffin scenario. This is my super duper... Yes. And I can literally only make so many of them up to my intelligence modifier per day. In addition, as you guys are standing up on top of the cliff, you see that there is a Toto that seems to have been swimming around, and it must have been the one that splashed into the water earlier. It comes climbing back up onto the sandbar. That's a lot of them. Yeah, like I said, we don't really want to fight these things. Maybe we stalk one of them. Hey. Maybe we should have asked the dude who knew a little bit more about these things if he knew how many tend to live in the group. Is this one to our characters left, seemingly all alone? Technically not alone. They they can swim. You can't tell how deep the water is. You see that there's a lot of what looks like almost like cattails lining along the edges of the water. There is a viney tree that is hanging down over the edge into the water. Uh, You do see some other cliff parts where you could possibly climb down into. That one does appear to be alone, but you're not sure just how long you would have. Probably only a round or two. And then we'd have to fight more of them. And worst case scenario, the big boy comes. Considering the Red Guard use them for mounts, we can assume they're relatively fast. Uh, Or at least faster than people. I I know a little bit about these things uh, from what I've learned so far. 
Uh, I, I will express. Uh, they are very, very, very fast. Faster than a one person on a horse. Amali, we have a beast lure on us. Do you think we could maybe use that to bait it in? The beast lore will lure them there, and they will remain docile up until the moment you attack them. But there's no guarantee which one of these you will attract. Yeah, I don't particularly want the big one or the little one. It also may not attract what you're looking for as well. They'll lure any creature within one mile. Wait, did I tell you how far they... I think you said about a mile. Uh, I wasn't told or I would have written it down. Let me double check. Yeah, but he had one before. I know, but I can't remember. Oh. If the GM can't remember, there's nothing I can do. I'm like, sure, Amali remembers. What are you talking about? <laughs> See, Amali remembers. The person running everything doesn't. It sends out a call for about three miles. So these this makes something docile. It doesn't make it friendly. It does not make it friendly. Uh, wait, the beast lore or? Well, Civil War is out. It means they won't attack us if they notice us, I believe. Unless we attack it. Basically. Um. So what are we going to do? I mean, we could try the Beastler, and so Maybe there's the a chance that dinner we, we get a Tota, or we get something else that we could maybe kill and then use as bait to then get the Tota. I do have a large meat shank. We could also wait for one to leave and stalk it. These are all options. What about the young one? There's no guarantee that it'll have a properly developed venom sack. Additionally, uh, can I roll a knowledge nature to fact check him? Sure. I will do the fact same. Fact-check the fact-check. I'll fact-check my fact-checking. That's a seven. Smoots is an 18. Man, these rolls for you we are were, just... We're rolling perception? Really no, bad, no. yeah. Knowledge nature to tell nature. when a total would have a developed poison sack. And yours was a... 18 for Smoot. Benavir, you're not 100% sure about this creature and its developmental properties. It looks young, Potentially, it could have a venomous sack, and you see no reason why you shouldn't try for it. Smoot, looking at these creatures, you can tell that the, almost like snakes, how young snakes tend to have more potent venom as a self-defense mechanism. You think perhaps you might have to recant your statement, and perhaps it does have the venom sack, although it may, may be more potent. I will pull the 9mm pistol that I've been keeping under my shirt the whole time out. Alan. I'm not going to fire it. I'm holding it, fingers gripped only around the handle with no fingers near the trigger. Basically pulling it out to display it. Okay, two things, two things. If it were to function properly, and that's a big if that it doesn't misfire knowing how old it probably is, it's going to make a loud noise. I'm just saying, it's going to hurt. It may hurt really bad. And then the cumulative nest of all of these creatures mawing us to death after being attracted to the sound may also hurt very bad. Molly, did you bring any hunting gear? I'm pretty sure this man's fists qualify as lethal weapons. My bro- <laughs> you can't You can't say it with a straight face, can you? I brought myself. You have a point. <laughs> that's, that's all we got out of that. We could, your okay. sharp looks are a weapon itself. We could try luring one of them up to the cliff. If we attach your meat shank or whatever you had on some rope, that's straight around. Wait, we that's, could lay a trap. That, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm saying. We yeah. lure it in somewhere. No, no, no. Like um, using uh, Alfred, your the vines you just got. Those are really strong, right? I would assume. I go up to his vines and I like quiet. I try to break it with my. They they carried me, so I'm going to assume they they function quite well. Oh, then never mind. Yeah, but you're you're really scrawny. I mean, he's still probably I, uh, at least 150 pounds. 
I'll grab a piece of it and hand it to him. Try to break it with your hands. Do we really want to break something we'd only have so little of? Well, he's only breaking off like a foot of it. So, yes. Uh, that's a good point. If I can break it, so can they. I mean, we could just use it in a pitfall, lower it over some brush held up by the vine, and then as soon as it steps, it doesn't need to hold it. It needs to break, and then it fall into the pit. He takes a hold of the vine, and he pulls on it really, like, just very quick snap with his hands, and he pulls against the vine. It seems to stretch with him pulling on it, and after a few minutes of pulling on it, it does seem to eventually pull apart and snap. Oh, all right. Well, that's encouraging. Yeah. With enough of it, might be enough to uh, might be enough time to stab the absolute stuffings out of it. How do you plan We're on getting entangled in the vine? I don't know. Even if we get it entangled, we have to make sure that uh, the beast doesn't cry out. If anything, that's another thing. You said potentially making a pitfall. Where the heck do you think we're going to make a pitfall, for one? And two, how are we going to dig it out? All right. I, I wanted to hear Molly's suggestion. I, I'm on uh, pins and needles here. Oh, my suggestion? Uh, I was just going to add on that if you get enough of this rope, not necessarily, you don't need to really go back and get more, but if we put it in the right spot and tangle it up, tie up the stronger parts of its bodies, the more of it you have, the harder it is going to be to break this. Take away the leverage that it has, it won't get out as easily. It can still cry out and get reinforcements. Hold on. Benavere. Yeah? Can't you, like... Yeah, don't, don't you have voodoo magic, too? I, If it's a young one, I might be able to stun its mind. Do you have sleep? No, he has days. I, I might have sleep eventually, just not right now. Uh, I, I, Finn hasn't learned it yet. It's a... Uh, I'm practicing that one, but I just I haven't got it down yet. Up to what level spell can you cast? One at best, and I have Daze, which is a level zero spell that only works on a hit dice of four or lower. So if this thing has more than four hit dice, then we're up the creek. I mean, I doubt we want Court of Shards, which probably won't hit in the first place. Magic is not going to get us out of this, I don't think. So it sounds like we should just go and try to get the young one. How do you plan on getting that? I don't know. Away from its mother, which seems very protective. I don't hey, know. Hey, what if we use the beast lore to try to lure the bigger ones away and we entice the little one with meat? Does the beast lore only get one creature? Yes, only one creature. As you say that about the mother being very protective of the young one, as you're looking over, you see that she jumps into the water. The little Tota is... Watching the mother as it swims around in the water. It's hopping along the edge of the sandbar as if it's playing and having a little bit of fun. And it's flitting out these really cute little quiet sounds. I can't do it. <laughs> can't do what? All right. Can we keep it as a pet? I'm sorry. Could you strangle a puppy uh, in cold blood? If we can capture it and take it away and domesticate it, maybe. I don't think the mother's going to like us capturing it. I'd rather just kill the one over here. I've watched the show. It is adorable. All right. I mean, looking at it, I could probably strangle it if I had to. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you calm down there, Mest. You would be the one to drown kittens, you psychopath. <laughs> All right. It's really hard to see from a distance. I, the kittens probably deserved it. But awesome. it has little tiny like beads of eyes compared to the parents, which have those very like narrow snake-like eyes. This one has little tiny beads of eyes and little fangs that hang out. And almost like a little tuft of hair on the top of it, where the spikes would probably be. I just want to snuggle the life out of it. <laughs> so is there anywhere that slopes, or is it just a straight fall into the swamp? There are parts that kind of slope, but 
it looks like you'd have to tie a rope somewhere to get down. Amali, do you think one of these Dota could make it up the cliff? Or at least one of these areas that are more like a slope? How do you figure they get in and out of here? They can climb. I think our best bet is to lure this one to our left away. If we can get it far enough away and stun it, trap it, whatever we need to do. If we sneak up on it and all of us hit it at once, I doubt it'll be able to live for very long. Amali appears to be thinking about what you're saying. Kaboom? Yes, missed. Kaboom. (laughs) Me, the player, realizing, after we've been repeatedly kicked in the face by Amali and he doesn't use weapons, he's probably a monk with stunning fist. Ah! Well, you don't need to have stunning fist if you can do a targeted strike and make something sickened. If it's sickened, I'm pretty sure it could still call for help, though. Yeah. I'm trying to make sure it cannot act. Sickened is, is minuses. It can be unconscious if you do half of its entire health if uh, with a headshot, which is really hard. Well, anyway, Amale just looks over at you and he says, Well, it's probably the best idea we've got. I don't like taking young life. I'd rather take someone who's a little bit more. Had their time. And as he says that, you see the little Toda almost tumble and fall into the water, and it starts swimming around with its mom, who picks it up on her head and is swimming around with the little thing on her, on your head. And that is where we're going to end off this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. This was season one, episode 13. Yay. I hope I pulled at your heartstrings in the last few minutes. It's, you, it's so you cute. You keep doing this. You can't keep doing this. What did I do? You keep making things cute and you keep making things pull heartstrings. Nah, we could totally kill it. I can't stab things if they're adorable. It's just Sure you can. It actually makes it easier. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of TGC. If you did like it, please let us know in the comments below or on any of our social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram at RollFound. We also have a Facebook account, Missing Role Player Found, and we even have a website, MissingRolePlayerFound.com. So if you wanted to engage, those are great places to check us out, but also try checking out our Discord. The link is also in the description. If you wanted to share a little bit of love with us in any other way, we do have merchandise so you can represent the Missing Role Player Found community. We are going to get some TGC merch as well as some uh, odd merch. So you can go ahead and check that out on our Patreon and our merch shop. So feel free to get all those goodies wherever you want. And stay tuned in two weeks as we release the next episode and figure out what's going with these lizards. All right, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.